what did you think of the middle episode of Seinfeld? That's a great question. I should have screwed that on better. Are you good? Oh, no. How's our insurance for pen hits? Dr. Shame Sarah Potato. Humiliation. Uh, feel found out. <laughs> found out, called out. I've never been so publicly. Stop it! <laughs> I asked you not to come here. A dog can wear a great pair of shoes. Just look up drunk guy puts on shoes at Coachella and you will go into this like <laughs> It's really good. I will I second this. I second this. I think wind is anxiety the sky makes. Oh. I think uh, it's fucked up to kill even one bird with a stone. Please podcast starring Caitlin Weirhauser, Kirsten Koopenbender, Lexi Grace, and Aviva Siegel. And now your host, the illustrator and creator of Pitch Please, Carolyn May. Hello, all Jane. Thank you for making it to this Saturday night in the special extra stage where we have a special extra show for you. What we've got is called Pitch Please. It's the game of the 60-second screenplay. The rules are pretty simple. Contestants get three cards in one minute to plan and then execute a screenplay based on movie cliches that I personally illustrated. I'm your host this evening, Carolyn Maine. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Yay. I'm pretty good, but the contestants might be better. Let's start getting them up. First of all, Hollywood is about who, what, and Weyerhaeuser you know. Let's get Caitlin Weyerhaeuser to the stage. All the way to the end, we'll stack you in that way, perfect. Caitlin, welcome, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Uh, So thanks for doing one more Portland show, or a couple more, before you go take your actual screenwriting abilities to Hollywood. I have never written a screen before. Um, (laughs) Were we supposed to have done that by now? (laughs) I might be behind in my core curriculum. (laughs) But I am moving on Sunday, so I have time. Oh my gosh, it's this Sunday? Wow. Not tomorrow. That is the a, other one. That's yeah. a Sunday. Okay. Well, thanks for procrastinating moving here with us tonight. Uh, and it'll give you some screenplay experience, and then we'll see how it plays in the big leagues. Caitlin, what studio are you playing as this evening? Shark Tooth. Ooh, pointy. Sharky. I just had my shark tooth removed, and oh. I am playing uh, in remembrance of my shark tooth that they Where stole, was stole from me. Uh, right out of my mouth. Yeah. Where, oh, the mouth. Okay. Yep. Well, you <laughs> have to have a shark tooth. That's one of the better places. <laughs> what were the other options? <laughs> you never know. There are some tumors that grow hair or lips or whatever. Yeah, it was just one of those old-fashioned mouth teeth. Yeah. <laughs> well, that Ruin I can <laughs> And you know what's really fun about Hollywood is getting loaded and going on a bender. So I want Kirsten Koopenbender to the stage. Saddle on up. How are you? Oh, just great. Just great. Fantastic. That's the exact right attitude we want going into this. What studio are you playing as this evening? I'm a part of Bloodbath Productions. Ooh. So we got some bloody sharky business going on over here. That should tell you a little bit about the oeuvre. Uh, let's see. Viva Cinema and Viva Aviva Siegel. Let's get her to the stage. Yay, hello. Thank you so much for being here. Hello, welcome. Boop. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, we all, yeah. It's going to really cut back chat. <laughs> and I'll come in a little for the mix. Uh, Aviva, welcome. Thanks for being here. Where are you from? I'm from San Francisco. Oh. Yeah. That's a big Hollywood community. Oh, yeah. It's, they call it uh, the Hollywood of the North. 
<laughs> that is, I've heard that. I've heard yeah, that about Yeah, everyone it. says that. They say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aviva, what is the studio name you'll be representing this evening? Um, my studio is called Shuffling Footsteps Entertainment. Ooh, that sounds pretty Portland. Very Portland. So it'll, we'll see how it plays. Oh, and I should mention, Portland, while we're here, you're going to be the determining factor. You're the audience for these films. After every round, your claptor will award the winner of the box office. So be judging these dear, sweet, beautiful contestants harshly the whole time. And last but not least, we have one more amazing contestant to grace the stage and screen. Let's get her out, Lexi Grace. Hello, welcome, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. We are so pumped. So you two are people who haven't played it before. Kirsten and Caitlin have, they're from Portland. I'm lousy around here. Where are you from? Los Angeles. Oh. So we have an all West Coast productions happening tonight. Very interesting, we'll see what's the most successful. Uh, Lexi, what studio are you playing as this evening? TSA said nah productions because oh. we believe in a realistic romance. Like, like TSA romance? Like, you know when they run in the movie where they have, like, the flights? Oh, yeah. You can't get through the TSA. It ends. That's another thing that 9-11 did to us. <laughs> it's too bad, guys. It's too bad. But you can take the cinema wherever you want tonight, ladies. It's your night. We're going to do it all our way. This is going to be the kind of movie you don't tend to see because there's no bureaucracy, no bullshit, and no time to plan it. So, we're going to see some very avant-garde cinema, and we are going to start with Bloodbath versus Sharktooth Studios. And for this first film, first I'm going to tell you your genre, then we're going to show you your cards, both of you either, it's fine. Do we hold it together? Yeah, just, just like friends. <laughs> Let's see, and for this first movie, you know what Portland's really into? Heroin. Yeah! Superheroes who are ladies! Oh! <laughs> I want a powerful woman. I want a 50-foot-tall Wonder Woman with truth, lassos, whatever, butts and seats for all the beautiful women to go see at the box office. I want to see a superhero-type powerful lady movie. You with okay. me? Yeah? Yeah. Okay, great. Challenge <laughs> accepted. <laughs> Caitlin, let's have you flip over and read your cards. That's all you. Right. Yep, all three. Big bad. Ooh. Extremely hot, extremely clumsy. I see, I see. Natural disaster. <gasps> you knew! <laughs> <laughs> I've been holding the cards the whole time, and this will work until it doesn't. But yes, there are your cards. Start thinking about how you're going to make a lady heroine, super powerful lady town movie out of all that business. And let's move on to Bloodbath. What are you okay. holding? Oh, these are mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in, <laughs> I say, uh, inanimate, made animate. What? <laughs> inanimate, made animate. Uh, heroic feats of property damage and supernatural disaster. So, we have one minute starting now? Yeah, starting approximately several seconds ago. Three, two, one. Ding, ding. Round of applause for getting this far. We don't even know how far they got, but we're taking it on faith. There we go. There we go. Yeah, great, great. Do that out and round. Excellent. So far, so good <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> uh, Shark Tooth Studios, are you just about ready? Sure. Let's hear your super heroine pitch in three, two, one. It's set in a small lake town that is, um, it's one of those lakes that's right by the ocean, you know what I mean? Uh, so our heroine is uh, a shark princess, uh, but she's top shark, bottom lady. Uh, and she's, yeah, I like that. she's the most best. Uh, <laughs> she's shunned by her shark community uh, for being half-seas. Um, origin stories, spin-off, right? We've got three in the can right there. Uh, but in this story, we're picking up with her being shunned from her shark community for being half-seas. Uh, and she is dealing with uh, not only community rejection and the pressures of being a half-shark lady, um, 
but also with her nemesis and constant oppressive force, uh, toxic waste, who takes the form of uh, like a very masculine, like a toxic, but also very masculine uh, squid. Yeah. Um, And she's just having to deal with that most of the goddamn time. Uh, (laughs) Just on every level, high key, low low key. Yeah, it's just, it's ever present. Uh, Just this kind of toxic squid. Um, And then uh, there's, there's a big giant natural disaster and they only get a couple uh, days warning that there's going to be a giant tsunami and then the toxic squid and the shark lady have to work together and uh, people are like oh seduce him you know shark lady you're just like so seductive just like seduce him and she's like um absolutely not I'll just show him the internet and she does and he Uh learns words and the meanings of them um, and the struggle of others and they learn to work together because he bothered to read an article yeah (laughs) round of applause interesting thank you there's a lot there. There's a lot of themes. Uh, you're absolutely being your sharky brand, which I love. Yeah. Uh, first question, what do you call it? Oh, right when you're drinking. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, hey. It's a... Uh, nope. Uh, it's... <laughs> I didn't think of... Uh, Working title. Anyone can buzz in now. It's... Uh, Jowls. <laughs> <laughs> What's that called when you shark prince? Shark prince. Shark prince. Shark prince. Princess. Shark prince. Nope. Shandy. Her name's Sandy, but she's a shark. Her name is Shandy. It's been Shandy the whole time. Shandy. So just like Mandy, just like the one name, big on screen, but it's a shark lady, and that's Shandy. Very nice. I like what you did. Yes. Exciting. My first question is, is it live action, animated, or what? Uh, definitely live action. All right. No CGI. Okay. All practical effects. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And who for are you thinking for the lead shark queen? Um, Serena Williams. Beautiful. Yeah. Because her legs are the best legs. But I would really like Michelle Obama to be the the top yeah is that okay i mean <laughs> it's gonna be hard without cgi but if you can get serena to wait in the suit i won't have it all for practical you. yeah there's enough room on the we okay. can do it there's gonna be enough room in the suit they're gonna get to know each other very well mm-hmm. well that is one pretty perfect pitch panel any questions or notes on shandy Who's playing um, Toxic this week? Literally any boy. I do not give a shit. Just literally, like, point to a boy. Sure, you got it. Any questions? Um, is, do you think that there's any, like, any complication with the half shark trying to seduce a squid? That just seems That's to the be- thing, is that she's like, no, I'm... It I'm too happen. busy, yeah, okay. and I have nothing for this little shit. <laughs> she just like shows him the internet, and he's like, and she's like, learn how, like, just learn. Mostly. Yeah. <laughs> what is your target audience for this? Oh, every single person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but mostly every person. Yeah, and men. With the internet being involved, um, is there any uh, branding opportunities? Any places you would like to partner with absolutely tumblr i think um because everything is there and you can just learn fucking anything did you know that you can just look up any goddamn thing and you don't have to approach people and be like so what's the deal with you anyway you can just go on tumblr uh, and find out about it so tumblr i would like to sponsor uh and pepsi thank you and also maybe some kind of waterproof phone Sure. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Okay, great. So that is Shandy from Shark 2 Studios. Yes. We're wondering, um, has Shandy in the past eaten any partners? Ooh, the question I mean, she eats. You know what I mean? (laughs) She She eats. (laughs) She's fully responsible for that, but she, you know, I mean, she's a... Healthy growing sharks, she has to eat. Has Shandy always eaten princes? No. Or has Shandy... She has eaten other things as well. (laughs) 
she's an omnivore. She gets around. Great question. Thank you. So that's Shandy. And now Kirsten's feeling the pressure. Are you ready? Are you ready? That's one potential superheroine pitch. We have a whole other right here out of Bloodbest Studios. She's ready. Let's hear your pitch, please, in three, two, one, go. The year was 1952. The Mall of America had just been erected. It's one of the biggest mall slash erections in America. (laughs) Dr. Sarah Potato lived very close by. Dr. Detective Sarah Potato (laughs) was working on her uh, latest theories. And um, they're in the building of the mall, they discovered a uh, tar pit in Minnesota that turned out to be an oil pit of perfect oil. Oh. What is that? Perfect oil. It's not been discovered until Sarah, Dr. Sarah Potato had the opportunity to come investigate as a... Um, and, and it got very dangerous. Uh, there were a lot of, there was some love, and um, here's what it is. Uh, <laughs> there was a boiling pit of oil. Mm. She, Dr. Sarah Potato, just so happened to be carrying a bag of sliced potatoes. She came to investigate tripped and fell and all those sliced potatoes fell into the boiling cauldron of oil and she invented the fucking potato chip Uh, but a grease fire took hold and the entire new mall of America went up in flames and there was a baby dangling from one of the rafters like babies do and Dr. Sarah Potato ripped off her clothes and her doctor her lab coats and she ran up and climbed up the rafters got that goddamn baby crawled back down that's it that's the movie round of applause that's very interesting so was it hard for Sarah Potato to grab the baby with her presumably crispy oily chip fingers not at all Thank you. Absolutely. She would never put her fingers in the oil. (laughs) (laughs) So is she like a chip lady, or what powers of chipness does she have besides discovery? Power of the mind. Oh. Yeah. Science is supernatural, just really natural. (laughs) (laughs) Any other questions or notes, panel? Okay. You might be overwhelmed Uh, with the concept. (laughs) Uh, It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, how do you see the action figures if we uh, threw in some? Oh, lab coat, uh, <laughs> glasses, bony ponytail, um, bony ponytail. That's a, that's a kind of bone in ponytail. You know, like the 80s, but in 1952. Um, and one, one baby under arm uh, and a bag of potatoes, sack of potatoes on the shoulder. Baby... Dr. Sarah Potato. I know it's hard to follow. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot. It's terrifying. Um, is Potato like a family name? or Because her name is Sarah Potato, but then the Potato thing came later. Yeah. So was that just a coincidence? Just, that a, just a beautiful coincidence. Just happened to be carrying potatoes. That's, okay. yeah, yeah. Just gotcha. like... Um, Sarah Carrot, you know. Another normal name. It's just a name. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, that's pretty perfect. I have one last question for you, Bloodbath Studios. What do you call it? Oh, the fire of hell. (laughs) That was fire hell? That's great. Okay. Uh, I guess I have one last, last question, which is, does the action figure come with some potato chips? Nope. No, oh. That's a separate branding okay. situation. We want to, uh, this, is, this is about, I don't know if you noticed from the pitch that we spent yeah. so much time preparing. Um, this is a marketing opportunity True. for your company. Yeah. Uh, and and I any subsidiaries of those subsidiaries. And I want the potatoes. It's oh, over. It has been done. 
Somebody already made the movie about Sarah Potato? I believe you knew that. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shameless. Shameless. We have seen it done before. It's a franchise. It was done in 1967 and Well, we're gonna get sued, but that's okay. That's part of Hollywood and commerce. You know what? It's the sincerest form of flattery. <laughs> a lawsuit? Yeah. Guaranteeing an income off of this. Profit is guaranteed, obviously. That's true, that's true. You not make a dime. Oh, my goodness. Well, it is time for audience votes, so please put that into your clapter. This is what real meetings are like, isn't it? This is. It's a very authentic Hollywood experience, and we're going to see just who's ready to fund which venture. So to remind you, so to remind you, we're going to go head to head with our first two pitches. Uh, let's go ahead, and I'll tell you them, and then we'll do the clapping. The first one was from Shark Tooth, and it was called Shandy. Think about it. Don't clap yet. Not yet. Think about it. Second one. Uh, let's push through, lawyers. Second one was called Fire Hell. Think about that. Now for the claps, all right? Let's hear your clapter. Who's going to opening night Fire of Hell. Shandy? Oh. Ooh. A lot of sharky ladies. And now who's going to opening night of Fire Hell, the Sarah Potato story? That's decent. I see one particular person not clapping. Joseph Cotton is in that, I remember. This is why Natalie Wood died, in fact, because she was too close to it. Christopher Walken knows what I'm talking about. The Pringles movies, the Pringles, we all know. The Pringles guy, old Hollywood. Okay, so Coop, that wasn't your round, but Caitlin, it was. Congratulations on an uptick for a bloodbath. And now we have two more potential pitchers who are yet unproven. Let's get them into the studio. Ladies, round two approaches. And what I want to see from you this time, let's see. Uh, what's in the air? Vengeance. Lady vengeance. Women hurting men. Yay! <laughs> I want to see some spitting on, right? Caitlin already did it. But you're a very forward thinker. <laughs> I want to see some ladies spitting on graves, but I want to see it from a lady perspective. So have fun with that. Give me some vengeance. Serve it cold, serve it hot, just serve it. Let's see what your cards are. Let's see. Uh, Shuffling Footsteps Entertainment, would you like to read us what your hand is? Yes, I would. Thank you. Great. Love it. Y'alls. Wonderful. Super. Um, Manhunt. Ooh. Okay. Vaguely European supervillain. Oh, he's going to get it. Okay. Glad he's European. Um, and we got a body swap. Love Classic. body swap flicks. Yay. Yes, oh, what a better way to this. avenge a man from inside his own body, perhaps. Oh, but we'll see. That's for you to discuss. And then next, let's see what TSA said Nah has got to say. What are your cards? I have manhunt. There's two manhunts. Uh, I've got, but it looks like a manhunt of a different persuasion. Mm. She's she's taking them in. Yeah. Uh, makeover montage. Classic. And huge worms. That's what we need. That's what we need in lots of movies. Okay, these two teams, you can start planning your revenge, lady vengeance, thriller, exploitation, however you want to do it. Just hurt a man. Yeah, go ahead and plan it. Three, two, one, ding, 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 ding. Ooh, look, they look very ready. Who do we want to see first in the hot scene? We've got Shuffling Footsteps or TSA said not. Let's see Shuffling Footsteps. Are you ready? I am. Let's hear your Lady Vengeance pitch in three, two, one, go. 
Okay, um, so uh, Mr. Grundle is a um, very, he's a CEO for a dating app called Swerve. Mm. Um, he is not a good person, huge misogynist, uh, just disgusting. Um, he has a secretary who um, he is always, you know, slapping her tush, being like, interrupting her. Mm. Uh, you know, he's a bad guy. And um, they both look at the same um, Elon Musk rocket ship in the sky at the same time <laughs> and uh, make a wish for their lives to be different because the misogynist is like accused of all these horrible things and his company is going down the tubes. And um, is that an expression? Uh, and um, the secretary um, really just wants to ruin her boss's life. Uh, so they look at the rocket, they switch bodies, um, doing it, uh, and when they switch bodies, the secretary, as the misogynist boss, um, comes out and he's like, I screwed all these people over, I slapped hushies, uh, and, um, I'm a bad person, uh, <laughs> takes down his company. Meanwhile, um, the <laughs> secretary, um, is really good at running, uh, so she just takes off. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, the secretary is now the boss, confusing that it's a body switch movie. She just starts running really quickly because the boss is panicking. He's like, I don't know what to do. I just need to run. So then the secretary, as the CEO from Denmark, did I mention he's from Denmark? Oh. Um, he's from Denmark. Uh, <laughs> Um, the boss who is the secretary in his body has to chase down the secretary's body so that they can switch again, uh, oh. so they can switch back. Um, also, the secretary has a son and uh, maybe, let's see, um, <laughs> the evil boss as the mom runs into the son and he like learns something about like being a boy and something, I don't know. Round of applause! <laughs> Nine to five, and that Lily Tomlin, Steve Martin body swap—a good mix-up, but it's new and different. Uh, yeah. We need a little help on the third reel, maybe. So far, so good, though. I like it. It's got potential. First question: What do you call it? I like to call it Switcheroo, baby. Switcheroo, baby. Yeah. By foot shuffling footsteps entertainment. So think about that later, panel. Any questions, comments, or notes? Uh, what is a um, or what what is a um, Grundle? <laughs> um, Grundle is a uh, it's actually um, an old Danish uh, name. It's a family name. He is, he is from Denmark. He's European. That's my next question. Yeah. Uh, where is Denmark? <laughs> is it a country? It's in Europe. I don't doubt you. <laughs> you made me doubt me, but it is in Europe. Is it the glasses? Is it the, the, the low on the nose glasses? Do those it, even have lenses? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they do. You can probably see them. All right. All right. Because so they're real. All right. All right. Uh, and Swerve is a dating app. Anal dating app. Good. <laughs> in the butt. Yeah, it's for the tush. Um, the ending. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> How do they <laughs> switch back? <laughs> they don't. Okay, two questions. <laughs> One, is there a montage where they're like, who, what, what? Yeah. Go, uh, you know, like, a, I'm in a... That's a good one. Body. Yeah, the boss is kind of like, oh boy, and, uh, <laughs> and she's like, ay, ay, ay. Yeah, they have that scene. And then do they, how, if you had the opportunity to say, how would they switch back? Would they do that? How would they switch back? Um, if they could do that, uh, the bo they would both have to say, um, we believe women at the same time. Um, and then they would both switch back to each other's bodies. Yeah, that is, that is true. That is what, what Right, yeah. right then. Oh, well, let's oh, there's a real switcheroo happening with these mics. 
Very in-depth switcheroing. Um, maybe they could switch bodies if they both smoke weed with Elon Musk at the same time. <laughs> Do a French yeah. mint, hold it, and then... Yeah, they both go on the Joe Rogan podcast uh, <laughs> together, and they switch bodies. That's how you do it. That's a third act workup. Okay, that's pretty good. That's a very potential, interesting ladies' vengeance story that is switcheroo, baby. But we have one more unproven, shiny, bright pitcher who's ready to wow you. Are you ready to wow us? Yes. Super. <laughs> let's hear it for TSA Said Nah, and let's hear TSA Said Nah's pitch in three, two, one, go. Clara Clements loved earthworms more than anything. She was an earthworm psychologist who had everything taken from her. She was teaching a huge earthworm that she found in Chile to um, do sign language when a CEO, a rogue CEO named Bruce Y was just like, you know what? I'd like to shoot a rare animal so I could have it. He shoots it down, the earthworm. She is disturbed. She decides that the only way she can have it is revenge. Revenge for her, her earthworm. So what she does is she decides she's going to seduce him. Ooh. First she seduces his driver so that she can get... Then she seduces his assistant for the schedule. <laughs> then she tries to seduce him, but he's not really interested in her agriculture-like attire. So she yep. takes herself to the mall and goes to Sephora, <laughs> where she meets Tiffany, who tells her she's more of an autumn. Oh, yeah. When she gets back, Bruce White is in awe of her. She introduces herself as Clementine Orange because she feels like she needs a new identity. Mm. She ends up making him very, very sexually frustrated. Nice. To the point that she says, you have to marry me. <laughs> he agrees to marry her. She says, I will finally sleep with you if we go to a dirt field where compost is because that turns me on they go there and waiting for him is a giant worm oh. that eats him alive oh. and she can finally rest knowing that she has achieved victory round of applause Perfect, perfect ending. I can really see the cinema and the shots of the man, you know, from behind, like ready to unzip for his wedding night. But then what's bigger than him? The huge worm just eats him right there. It's a beautiful wedding night. And I do like how the true lady vengeance is matrimony. That's a great way to get on the books. Let's see. Uh, first question. What do you call it? Worm to win. Worm to win. Very nice. Uh, panel, what questions or notes do we have about Worm to Win? Uh, I liked that the pitch got louder and <laughs> more urgent as, as we went along. It, I think it mirrored intuitively the building suspense of the movie. And I liked that. I liked, I enjoyed that. I'm sold. I mean, what is agriculture attire specifically? Are we looking at a costume budget here? Um, well, for, I was thinking about we're going to do like a Goodwill shop. Interesting. Probably going to cost us about $15. Looking for like some used, uh, car parts. I, I don't, car parts? Car parts. Oh, car, car parts, parts are car traditionally worn in farming communities. <laughs> I'm on it, yeah, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just some tires, you know. Yep. <laughs> yep, that does it for me. Uh, in the pitch, you had uh, talked about the uh, one of the characters being driven to frustration to the point of uh, marrying someone else. Yes. <laughs> is there an undercurrent uh, that uh, is about the sorrow of wedlock? A hundred percent. Okay. All right, buddy. 
nothing. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, if there were sponsorship uh, for the film, uh, is there someone you have in mind to um, bankroll the project? Thank you, Paul. Um, <laughs> I was thinking the um, the American Sign Language Institute because that's she because that's what she teaches the earthworms. Oh, that's right. When <laughs> how do the earthworms sign? They just spell letters, right? They, yeah, they, like but they but they do the, the they like they can touch your like your hand and they do it in your hand like they just zoom in. <laughs> A lot of S's and L's, huh? (laughs) Maybe some W's and M's. (laughs) I'm drunk. Just kidding, I don't drink. Some real authentic Hollywood, keeping it together, just two more rounds. Oh, so we just heard two pretty perfect feminine revenge-ish thrillers that we certainly haven't heard of or seen before, except they're a little similar to some movies, maybe. No, they're great. They're brand new. What do we hear? I'll tell you the names and we'll go for applause. It's going to be Switcheroo Baby versus Worm to Win. First of all, let's hear it for opening night of Switcheroo Baby. Decent, decent. Got some families selling out some matinees, but now let's hear it for Worm to Win. It's that two win. And by the way, it is like a two, right? The letter two? No? Yes? Maybe yes. Maybe yes. Great. I love it. Uh, It's that two win that really bumped you up here. So congratulations. You won this round. And we're going to move on to our semi-ultimate round. The last one will be against me with the ultimate winner. But this next one, we're going to do partners. And Caitlin Weyerhaeuser of Shark Tooth Studio, as the first winner of the night, you get the choice of who you'd like to partner with. Of everyone? Of everyone up here except me. Cool. Yep. People always want to do who they sit next to, but I still give them the option to get up and move around. That means you two ladies will be partners as well. Yes. Our production, our newfounded production company is Any Butch. Any Production. butch? Beautiful. Yeah. So just Love literally it. any butch. You just replaceable and completely forgettable. People often mistake us for each other and we're like, yeah, sure. And literally any butch. Anything. Anything. Any butch productions. Thank All you. Alright, so we have the brand new studio partnership of any butch. And do you two have a name where we can job your old ones together? Yeah. We are Soda Can in the Front Row Productions. <laughs> it's here. It's now. It's very happening. It's very hot. I love it. Round three. Partners round. This is where it all gets very real. Uh, what do I want to see for round three? I want to see something like beaches or still magnolias. I want to see a good old-fashioned tearjerker. That's what you'll be building together. And there'll be a certain point halfway approximately through your pitch where I'll say switch. And then you'll switch who's speaking. So one of you will begin the pitch and one of you will end it. Go ahead and start thinking about that. Uh, Any Butch Productions, you guys, what are your cards? And could you read those for us? We have uh, ghouls just want to have fun. They certainly do. Bad war. Yep. And uh, star-crossed lovers. Heart-rending, tear-jerking. Gross, gross, gross. (laughs) It's going to get very gross and very sad. And soda can in the front row. Let's see what you're holding. Good war. <laughs> Comically mismatched partners. What? B plot. Excellent. So uh, you're all gonna get to start thinking. You get an approximate. Yes. Ah, oh, yeah. I'm sure I do. Here, take this guy. So you two, you four, you groups of two two get to plan in and talk in your pitch right now. Three, two. One. Ding, 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 ding. What do you got? 
All right, contestants, are we mostly ready? Have you figured out who's first and who's second? And have you two figured out? Are you ready? Okay, super. Well, let's start with just any butch. Any butch who's ready. Yes. Any old butch. Any, 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 any goddamn butch. Let's uh, hear your tearjerker pitch in three, two, one, go. Yep. That's very good. Uh, it's in the midst of the uh, werewolf uh, wars, and it's Ooh. been a bloody uh, decade of massacre and blood spill, and wolves are uh, their enemies. Um, are just disembodied scary sounds just all the sounds just like real scary sounds any sound you hear that's what they're fighting uh like when you're on a ouija board which doesn't necessarily make a sound but uh, just the haunting sounds of ghosts uh the ghost sounds that are if you're in your house and it's like that's a footprint sound or just a jingling behind you or you're like what what it's disembodied sound war with the werewolves versus scary. the wolves and there's yeah there's a werewolf that uh, used to be human and then got stuck as a werewolf uh, because of an allergic reaction and they had to abandon their whole family <laughs> and they just have like a really lovely wife and kids and they had to abandon them and They're just stay alive. werewolf and then uh, the werewolf uh, hears this the sirens song not like the ambulance because um, that would bug them too yeah yeah switch but it's a do the, do the, do the song yeah oh Come into the water. Right. <laughs> and we're always like, oh. And then it goes fine. Think it's good together um, as a duet. So that's good. Uh, and then they find each other and they just like, um, like, oh, they don't know what to do. And the siren calls the werewolf to the water to murder uh, the werewolf. And the werewolf, as soon as he hits the water, just turns into like a big happy dog. Switch. And there's a montage of their love that they're just playful, and then they're just shaking off slow motion water, and they're singing, oh, oh, come into the water. And they're just like rolling around, and actually, the siren is a siren, like she's a mermaid. And, um,. <laughs> And there's a love affair that can't they can't embrace because of the deadly claws of the wolf. And there's a in the montage they kill a family together and it's so, so they come for a picnic and they're like and she's like drowned and um and uh, we're seeing like the werewolf learn to trust and love and have fun again after having to abandon his entire family. And then they put a dam. They put a dam in. We say dam one time in the movie, yeah. Damn. <laughs> and the um, the water starts to dry up out of the river uh, where their love takes place. And the mer woman has to swim out to the ocean. Uh, and the werewolf kills her by accident. <laughs> Round of applause. What a beautiful, haunting, wolfy, mermaidy movie. I like how there's a lot of mermaids tonight coming from Shark Tooth, keeping it tight. Uh, so, what's the saddest moment of the film? When he kills her, probably. Yeah, there's this moment where he's like claw in the air, and just the scales of her tail are oh. just, he's like, ah, Beautiful. Uh, what do you call it? What's the film called? Howling Heart. Oh, they were ready for that. Perfect. Howling that for a long Heart. Time. It's a pretty good movie. Way. Pretty perfect. Uh, are your competitors, do you have any notes or questions? Re-Howling Heart? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to. Stun <laughs> silence. <laughs> yeah. Is it Catholic-based? No. Okay. Why would it be? <laughs> <laughs> it's so romantic. It is romantic. So uh, we can take the whole family to this on Christmas and cry our eyes out. Mm -hmm. And you can tie into some of that teenager vampire lust. Because wolves are hot, too. And mermaids are hot, too. Oh uh, what was that called again? Howling Heart? Howling yeah. Heart. Hearts. With a two. Okay. So that is our first tearjerker. It sounds pretty perfect, but we do have a competitor, a team of competitors versus Howling Hearts. Let's see what this next studio has to offer. How are you doing, Soda Can, in the front row? Woo-woo! Doing good? Excellent. Yeah, we're ready. You ready? Let's hear your partner's pitch in three, two, one. Okay, so um, Meryl Streep 
uh, with um, owns a failing bee farm. They make honey. Um, they're not doing so good because the bees are dying. Uh, she also runs it with her adopted daughter, Rihanna. Uh, and they have a lot of friction in their relationship. Um, yeah, you might even call them comically mismatched. Um, but uh, they do... Um, you can oh, sorry. Um, so they are, they're, they're battling a um, struggling, um, an up and coming, as you would say, booming corporate company run by Greg Kinnear that is a peanut butter and jam facility. They are taking the market over from honey. Um, there's a struggle, struggle, struggle. There, there's some hijinks. Rihanna also has a little son who's a baby who wants to know, well, not a baby, but like, you know, he's a baby in terms of everybody in the population is slightly older. So he's like 10 or 11. And uh, he's curious about bees and um, he doesn't speak at all during the movie until the very end when he gets stung by a bee. Um, a lot happened, and then he says one word, which is ouch. And a lot happens in the middle. Uh, there's a lot of drama in between the two families, but Greg Kinnear finally um, decides to be, uh, marry uh, Meryl Streep, and then Rihanna tragically dies because um, she's diabetic. <laughs> and and uh, we hear the song... Um, we, we hear a Rihanna song, Bitch Better Have My Money, as it's tragically lowered into the grave, and everyone is crying. That sounds beautiful, and I like how we finally get to say bitch while somebody's dying at a funeral. I'm looking forward to that. Sounds very sad, very interesting. You mentioned a lot of casting and musical cues, but let's have some questions for you. First of all, what do you call it? Oh, we're um, gonna call it um, sticky situations. <laughs> That's very good. I'm learning about your naming style, and it works for me. It's the alliteration. It's the it's the visuals, and it's the entendre, right? Because bees have honey. That's certainly very sticky, but so are emotional things, like when someone dies of diabetes. Also related to honey, maybe it was the sugar of the honey that was bad. Put a, put a doctor on that, let's figure it out. <laughs> uh, competitors, do you have any questions or notes for that very interesting pitch? No, they're good, ice cold. Okay, so we heard two pretty perfect tearjerkers. I hope everybody got very sad and worked that out of their system. And now let's hear the votes for opening night. First, let's hear it for Howling Hearts. Very nice, very nice. I just wanted to howl. Yeah, it feels good. You can howl and cry at the screenings, right? Yes, and cry, yeah. Yay! Mostly. But their screenings give you some free bees to take home. Free bees! Which is nice. <laughs> get a pocket full of bees, you get to help the environment. Not Next, freeze. let's hear it for Sticky Situations. That's good, that's good. But there was no howling, but I started the howling, so that kind of cheated. But it worked. So we're going to give the point to Howling Hearts. Which makes Caitlin Warehouser our big winner of the evening, and your prize is you get to do it all one more time. Oh boy. Hooray! Okay. Against me, the inventor of the game. But I lose a lot. <laughs> and also, Caitlin has earned your trust and interest this whole time, and I've just been hanging out pointing at things. So it's anybody's game. And the last round is interesting because what you are tasked to do now is to perform a sequel to a previous film. So, Caitlin, let me go ahead and read you what we've seen tonight. You, of course, remember Shandy. Yeah. You could reprise that. Or there's also Fire Hell featuring Dr. Sarah Potato. Or you could do the sequel to Switcheroo Baby. Or the competitor for that was Worm to Win. Or you have two more options. You could make a sequel to Howling Hearts. Or, of course, Sticky Situation. How are you feeling on that? A prequel or a sequel? Oh, if you're inclined to go prequel, I will allow it. No one likes it. Okay, it's a sequel then. <laughs>
But did you vote for her? Because I don't think she made it that round. We didn't have the heat. It's a little late now, but it's good that you have the cult status developing. You're going to get it maybe on VHS. Uh, Caitlin, have you chosen what you'd like to reprise? We're go back into the world of uh, the werewolf in the, in the siren. All right. We're going to see a reprisal. We're going to see Howling Hearts 2 in yeah. just a second. The ha- a howler. It's the howler. And that leaves me with my own choice to reprise a film. And I think Worm to Win makes a lot of sense for me. I think I'm going to go with that. We're going to see where that goes. So now we know our task. Caitlin, let's see your cards. They're right there. The time travel casual. As opposed to formal? Yeah. As opposed to considered, measured, uh, academic time travel, you're just going to dip a toe. You're going to dip an arm. You're going to do whatever. Coveted tchotchke? Yes. Conspiracy or is it? Ooh. Okay. Okay. That's going to make a great sequel to Howling Hearts. But let's see what we got going for Worm to Win. We got Party Monsters getting pulled back in for one last big score and Tripping Balls. Shark Tooth, are you ready? As ready as we're going to be. Great. I'll actually go first. (laughs) I just like that you're ready. I like that you're ready. I just like that. Oh, let's see. Uh, I'm going to go first. These are my cards. And uh, to reiterate, I am pitching the sequel to Worm to Win in three, two, one. Okay, uh, open on the worm farm where that man was eaten by a giant worm on his marital night. We do a flashback of that. And then you see the ground bend and you see the worm inside the ground. And then you see it get foreclosed because the worm farm didn't have enough money on all those worms. So it goes to pot and the worms love it. But what they figure out later when the person who's about to inherit the farm goes back to visit is they end up actually just like cooking and eating a worm at night because there's no other food. Uh, but they realize they eat the worm and then they get all the worm's memories because they've done this in science tests. They cut up a worm, feed it to other worms, and then they can do mazes. So now this person on the worm farm can do all kinds of worm mazes and go in the ground and they have all kinds of ideas. And their first ideas are to feed the worms a bunch of drugs. So they take a whole farm's worth of drugs. They do acid. They do crank. They do three other drugs that I don't even know about yet. And they do it in a worm. Then they chop it up. And this worm becomes the ultimate party monster. Because you can just put it in your mouth and eat a tiny worm. And you are doing all the drugs at once. It tastes like shrooms. But it gets you twice as high. And you get a little strong for a while. And you're good at mazes. And so, yeah, what happens is the person who inherits this agricultural land, let's call her Dr. Sarah Wormstrong, she, she sells the worms to the club kids and ends up making enough money that she can invest in agricultural systems. And she puts out a very nice line of agricultural wear to go along with worm parties. And we call it From Worm to Worse. That's the sequel. Round of applause. Or you don't have to. If you don't like it that much. But yeah, that's just one way to get really high on worms and agriculture and reinvest in the heartland. Any questions or notes? First of all, I think like everyone got a little excited at the thought of this super uh, worm drug. Like people sounded like they wanted to take it. Um, Yeah. Uh, but who would you who would you cast as Dr. Wormstrong? Uh, let's get the lady who was in Jurassic Park. Laura Dern. Laura Dern thank you, Laura Wormdern. That's her middle name. She's gonna be showing it, and we're gonna have her cry because uh, she's so good at it. The drugs are gonna make her cry, but then it's gonna make her happy. And she does like actually ride the worm, but it might just be her visions because when you cut back, she's just kind of rolling around on the couch. But she's so happy. She's having the time of her life. Will there be a montage of... Will there be a montage? Yeah, yeah. You're going to get a montage of going into one worm's mind and then going into another worm's mind and then going into another worm's mind and then Laura Dern as a worm. The Laura Dern worm. Into her mind? Yep. Okay. And then into another worm. 
We're just going to go mine to worm to mine to worm. And did you, if you see a brain, it has all the canals and nooks, and that's where we'll put a bunch of worms. Cool. Great. Okay. I like well, that. that's I resolved. <laughs> Put a thought for Worm to Worse, the sequel from Worm to Win. But now we have a champion who has proven themselves all the way up this line of competition, and they have one last movie to pitch you. Are you ready, Shark 2 Studios? Yes. Uh, let's hear your pitch, please. And three, two, one, go. We pick up with our werewolf uh, mourning the death of his just lost lover and he is uh, dealing with his grief by spending uh, countless hours um, deep in the bad part of Reddit and <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and he's he hears rumors and sees rumors and keeps seeing this repeating phrase that he can find uh, this this sacred uh, ancient shark tooth that is hidden in the the top one's the Arctic, the bottom one's Antarctica. Sure, yeah. It's in uh, Antarctica, oh. uh, and t- t- it, time, it allows the wolf to time travel. So he's oh. got to go find it, but but uh, it's been rumored and never been found um, because uh, he, as he's slowly learning that the earth is not, in fact, round, but it is flat. Oh. Yeah, and he has to go beyond the ice wall. <laughs> <laughs> To find the, the ancient wolf truth that will let him time travel. And that's not even the beginning of his problems. Because <laughs> then he has to make a choice to decide where he wants to go back in time. Does he want to oh. go all the way back and go back to his human family? Because they've been fucking out of there for a while. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's been a while. Or he just goes back to his siren lady friend that he really loved and does not murder her. Or just try not <laughs> to for as long as possible. And then... <laughs> He decides to go back to his family, uh, but they, it's been long. They've moved on. They're different people now. They're like naturopaths and anti-vaxxers. Boy. Um, yeah, and their kids gave rubella to all the other kids, and turns out that his human family was the ones that actually started the whole war between the werewolves Whoa. and the scary sounds, because the scary sounds are just like kids being like having whooping cough, and that's a scary sound. That is pretty scary. Yeah, and then uh, so he, he, he is able to time travel forward with his siren uh, friend uh, and and they live in a great they make a band a touring band <laughs> together round of applause thank you touring band so it's a touring band of a werewolf and a mermaid yep and he chose to love the siren again and not his family they're still yep. they're fucked yep which is fine which is fine all right, beautiful, great, grand. What do you call it? Howlers. Howlers. <laughs> the sequel to Howling Hearts, Howlers. Yep. Panel, any other questions, comments, or notes? Let me see. Uh, first of all, are we still having the same actor play the werewolf? Actor, actress, who is it? It's uh, t- um, Ryan Seacrest. What? <laughs> <laughs> Who'd you say? <laughs> No one likes that. I know, I know that. I'm sorry. <laughs> do you um, do you feel like you're gonna fill in some like cool cameos with the family? Oh yeah, it'll be that awful lady that started the whole anti-vaxxers thing. Um, what's her fucking name? Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, and then it'll be like uh, you know, like a kind of a throwback to all vaudevillian movies where you go, she comes on stage and everyone goes, boo, hiss, and we're bringing back the hiss uh, just for her. Uh, and then it'll be all those McCulkey um, kids are playing the other ones. McCulkin. McCulkin. Uh, and what about the flat Earth? It'll be played by John Goodman. <laughs> it's gonna be really good. But you know it's not flat, right? No, it, it is. <laughs> That's good. Teach the controversy. Get to the back of Reddit. Find the shark tooth. Yep. So, audience, this is our ultimate round. We are about to clap for the final, final winners. Caitlin, the winner, is she the super-duper winner? We will see. Let's hear it first for my flick, which was Worm to Worse. Decent, that's fair, that's decent. I think everybody's saving it up for Howlers. There you go. That's what the people want. They like howling.
sitting at the theater. It feels good. It's cathartic. So that is Pitch Please. Let's go around. One big round of applause for all of our contestants who really did nail it. They made it all up right here, right now. Let's start with Lexi Grace. First of all, thank you so much for being on this show. And secondly, where can our audience keep up with you after this? Um, Smile Lexi, S-M-L-I-L-E-X-I-E. Almost forgot to spell my name, but yes. <laughs> and then Aviva Siegel. Hey, I'm Aviva Siegel. You can follow me on Twitter at Livin' La Viva Loca. <laughs> you guys are really good oh, at Twitter. Oh, Kristen Koopenbender. <laughs> uh, you can look at my retweets of other people's political thoughts at, <laughs> at Kooptastic. <laughs> K-U-P-P. And I am uh, at Uncle Kate, C-A-I-T, on all platforms. Well, congratulations, Uncle Kate. Take this oh, thank with you. you to Hollywood. Give me a hat. That is Pitch, Please. We are all Jane. You are fantastic. Thank you all so much. Have a great rest of the festival, everybody. This has been the Pitch Please podcast. Pitch Please was brought to you by creator, illustrator, and host Carolyn Maine. Special thanks to Lexi Grace, Aviva Siegel, Kirsten Koopenbender, and Caitlin Weyerhaeuser. Produced, edited, and released by Randall Lawrence and Cranival Studios. Recorded live at Curious Comedy Theater in Portland, Oregon. The Pitch Please home game is available at pitchplease.fun. Thanks for listening. Ooh.